We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Are we back to the old Patriots draft strategy of just find the best football players you can find, uh, irregardless of position? Or do you think the hunt for players in the draft will be a little more targeted this year? They could certainly go either way. The reason being they have enough places where they could use either depth because they have guys who are leaving, say tight end, for instance, and there's some good tight ends in this uh, class, or obvious yawning needs right now. To me, that would be um, definitely offensive line. Other people would say wide receiver. But to me, you could go either way. You can draft by need and hit. You can draft by BPA, best player available, and still hit when you're sitting there at 14. So that's why it's a kind of a no-lose situation for New England. Tommy Curran on yesterday with Gresham Fourier. He'll join us tomorrow at 3.30 here on Jones and Mego with Arcan, hour number two of the show. We got your phone call, 617-779-7937. Mego, uh, Mego sniffed something out earlier today. She she sent something where she's like, hey, uh, are we sure Bill Belichick's going to the Combine, right? You, you had your mm-hmm. antenna up because Bill wasn't scheduled to speak at the Combine, Which right? Which he, he often isn't. Right. So that was my reaction. I'm like, well, Bill doesn't always, he talks to Rich Eisen every year at this thing, but I'm not sure Bill always speaks at it. So I, uh, I didn't think much of it, but it turns out your intuition, your antenna, it was onto something. Beep, beep. Is that the noise an antenna? I think so. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. Because Bill Belichick's not at the combine. According to Mark Daniels. He says multiple sources have told him the Patriots opted to send four assistant coaches to the Combine. And that's in his tweet, Mark Daniels at Mass Live. In the story, he writes, according to multiple sources, the Patriots opted to send just four assistant coaches to the NFL Combine. <laughs> that included one offensive coach, Troy Brown, one defensive coach, Mike Pellegrino, and the team's two special teams coaches, Cam Acord and Joe Houston. Let's circle back to that in a moment. Acord and Houston are expected to work out specialists this week, though most Patriots coaches aren't in Indy. They don't have the week off, and they're back in New England. Oh, they're prepping working. Prepping for free they're agency. Working. Yeah, no, they're great. They're working. Great, of course. Yeah, no, the, even though they're not doing their jobs and showing up to the Combine, they are still totally working. Going forward. Back in Foxborough. Is going forward. Uh, 
Daniels continues, historically, the Patriots would send their entire coaching staff to interview prospects. That changed last year when the Patriots opted to send just their defensive coaches and not members of their offensive staff to Indianapolis. However, I think that means Bill went last year, right? Bill skipped in 2020. I, I believe he's always gone. And this is a growing trend in the NFL. So maybe fans don't have a problem with it. Maybe it shouldn't be an issue. But to me, it's a major red flag. You know, the Rams aren't sending their staff. Green Bay's not sending their staff. I know I mentioned this to you the other day off the air. I'm like, why are teams doing this? They should all be there. And I assumed if Bill's going to have his whole coaching staff at the Shrine Bowl, which is like the little brother to the Senior Bowl, that's all the late-round picks, Bill's own admission, not usually your first and second-round picks, not a lot of your top 100 guys. Some, most of those guys are in the Senior Bowl. The Shrine Bowl is like the backup bowl. They had their whole coaching staff at that. I figured they'd at least show face in Indianapolis at the Combine. They're not. We should have a problem with this, right, Mego, that Bill's not there? I do, because the difference between just not having your coaching staff there or a lot of your coaching staff there is that Bill is also the GM. So uh, there's it seems to be a front office presence there, and that makes sense, but he is the front of your front office. So I can't understand... I remember in 2020 when he skipped it, it was because he wanted to go look at some defensive end that they ended up not drafting. He took a one-off trip to go check out some kid, random kid from, like, Mississippi State or something like that. And maybe we'll hear something like that, like there's something more important for his time right now. And But for me, it goes back to my conspiracy theory brain of going, is this now sliding back into the case of, I don't really need to see these guys do their goofy, you know, racing workouts and three-cone drill and, you know, bench and everything because I'm going to reach out to my buddies in college, in college coaching positions, and have them tell me who's the real deal and who's not. That's what's scary about it. And that has not led to a ton of success in recent drafts. I'm not talking about the last two. I'm talking about that big draft drought before that. I'd include the last two. They haven't even drafted that well in the last two. They've drafted better Better, in the last two, at least for immediate needs. Yes, better. Still not well. Like, I don't look at those drafts and go, oh, my God, they knocked it out of the park. They got a player or two in each draft. Like, I don't think they've knocked it out of the park by any means. So they drafted better. It was hard to draft worse. They're still not drafting well. Uh, but look, it's, it's not just your head coach. It's your GM. Okay, but look, if Bill shows up in Indy, I'm going to applaud him for it. And so I'm just going off the Mark Daniels report. I'm assuming he's not there and he's not going to be there. He's not named. It doesn't say that he's not going to be there, but it doesn't say that he's there. Bill, and this was the other thing. So Jim McBride and Nicole Yang, who I believe are both at the Combine for the Globe, they had a comment from Bill talking about Matt Patricia in no mention that he was at the Combine. I don't think he's there. Okay, so I look, I have no idea. I'm just going off the Mark Daniels report. Why would he say they're only sending four coaches and then leave out that Bill Belichick's there? That would be weird. That would be odd. So Bill should be there, right, Patriots fans? I applauded him. You know this. I'm not normally positive, but you should remember me saying, I like that their coaching staff is at the Shrine Bowl. I like that they're up close and personal with these prospects. I wish they're at the Senior Bowl instead of the Shrine Bowl. You know, the good one with all the good players. But they definitely should be an indie. The Rams shouldn't be skipping, and I like McVay, but the Rams shouldn't be skipping. The Packers shouldn't be skipping. Bill better be there, right, Patriots fans? If we're going to applaud him for grinding it out at some random pro day in Mississippi or the Shrine Bowl, 
He better show up to Indy. Yeah. Well, the Rams don't have to be there because they don't have any draft picks well, for the next fair. five years. That is so. a fair excuse. That's uh, that's for them, but no, the Patriots but do. They, sh- they should still go. I know they should still be. I was kidding, but like for the Patriots, I wasn't. This what are you going to do? Me. What do you? Oh, well, I wish we had that kid. Yes. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> if we had gonna, a pick, we could draft. Maybe him. we'll trade for him in two years. It's still your job. You should still like you. But what are you even doing this time of year? There's nothing else to do. Go to Indianapolis. It's not that hard. That's the other thing. He's the GM, and isn't the combine where everybody's supposed to be rubbing elbows and making deals like? Where's that? This sort of the whole thing kind of takes me back to what Tommy Curran said, and I think that he's probably right on point with this. They feel like they're good. They feel like this draft, you know, we get a guy, we don't get a guy, whatever. Free agency, we get an improvement here and there. We don't. We're good. It's okay. We don't need to make some big trade. I don't have to be there in Indy rubbing elbows with the other GMs trying to swing some trade to get a receiver in here. No, no, no. We're fine. We're good. That's what it seems like to me, and I just I don't I don't like it. Yeah, no, you shouldn't like it, and no one should defend it if he's not there. If Bill flies in on Saturday to talk to Rich Eisen, then I'll give him some credit for it. He should be there. The coaches should be there. Why aren't there coaches there? They should be there. What the hell else are you doing? So how do you guys feel about it? Again, 617-779-7937. This goes back into something else Tom Curran told Gresham Fourier yesterday. Give me, give me a theme. Give me a theme for the offseason. Fourier asked him about this yesterday, and here's Tom Curran's answer. We got enough. Really? Let's, yeah, we got enough. Let's go play. Wow. I really do. I, I think that the and I believe that they do. I believe they have enough. Yeah, no doubt. The wide receiver is an important position for them. But if you roll it out, and, and right tackle is an important position for them. Connor McDermott, plus his soul, he's back. Um, you had the blood, you had any is back. But you look at these players and, and you say to yourself, they have enough talent. Ty Montgomery's under contract. He's a third down back. You have uh, an outstanding every down back. You have one of the most dominant left tackles in football when he's engaged. You have one of should be an improving left guard. You have a, a very good center, a very good right guard. You got to fix left tackle, excuse me, uh, right tackle. And you have a defense that teams talk about still. Phil Perry was telling me he saw Jakob Johnson out of the Super Bowl. And Jakob Johnson said that was one of the best defenses we saw all year long. And I believe it. It's a very good defense. They don't have to go bananas, if you ask me. Hmm. Oh, there it is. They don't have to go bananas. On okay. defense. Yeah. I think we agree with that. On well, defense. They, no, they, should be, they should be adding everywhere. But, yeah, I, if I, would, I want them to prioritize but offense. here's yes. the sticking point for me is that the three positions outside of quarterback, and we talked about this yesterday, that their primary needs are in, their urgent needs are wide receiver, yep. right tackle, yeah. and cornerback, potentially. We saw the report. John Jones, sorry. Sorry, Arkan. He's not going to get franchise tag. Doesn't seem like that franchise tag is no. coming for old JJ. No, I don't and think those that's are happening. Three A little of thin most- at the position now, too. The three of the most expensive positions. Yeah. So why wouldn't you look at the draft so you can go, well, at least if we're going to take a rental on a guy to duct tape this year or something, maybe it's a little expensive in short term. But we have something in the farm system coming through because we actually spent time at the draft looking at these guys. Well, and don't you hear that comment differently now today, too? It's like, yeah, we got enough. It's like, oh, okay, Bill, don't even try. Don't even bother showing up to Indianapolis if he's not going. We got enough. Like, oh, we got enough. What do we What do we need? We're trading back anyway in the first round. Like, why do we need to go to Indianapolis? We got enough. Like, I hear that. Con- I was already annoyed at that yesterday. I mean, more annoyed at it today if they're really not going. And again, if Bill goes, all apologies. I'll back off. He should be there. He better be there. 
and I'm not going to applaud him for going to the Shrine Bowl and then turn around and applaud him for going to, or skipping rather, Indianapolis. Like, if you're going to be at the Shrine Bowl and make a big deal about that, you better show up at the Combine. Well, so, now, so, where, so where is he? I'd like much, to know where Bill yeah. Belichick is. 617-779-7937. How much now does the Shrine Bowl just look like the opportunity to parade Bill O'Brien around. I mean, maybe. It just looks like they did all their homework there. They're like, we're good on the draft. We did it at the Shrine Bowl and we're done. Like, that's what it looks like. And maybe it was to parade around O'Brien. The end of that episode of the Building the Patriots episode. At the end, Bill's like, yeah, probably like seven of these guys are going to get drafted. Yeah. You, you want know. to hear, you want to hear it? I think I know Ryan has this. Let's let's hear. It. This is from Building the Patriots. They're going to be, I don't know how many episodes of this, a series that's airing on patriots.com. Let's hear what Bill Belichick had to say about the effing Shrine Bowl. Gave us an opportunity to see, you know, over 50 players, you know, hands-on coaching, so meetings and practice drills and corrections, do it the next day, things like that. And then see another 50-plus players on the other team, on the East team, and watch them in a similar scenario. I can't with the music. You know, there'll be a handful of players that are drafted from the East-West game. Probably more not drafted than drafted. Oh, good. Uh, again, it's good to get some exposure and, and understand on some of those uh, players that are not the high draft choices. This is a different type of player that would you know fit as a you know as a role player, and, role player. Uh, or as a you know lower draft choice yeah. player that might have um, you know more upside. Low uh, draft choice. The sucky players. We're, we're trading back. We're going out tonight. We're scouting the sucky players, is what he said. We're scouting the bad players, the sucky players, the not highly drafted players, the role players. That's we're what we're scouting. First. Why wouldn't you go to the combine? So I, I hope to God that Mark Daniels just said, well, because Bill's the GM, he left himself some wiggle room or something like that. Bill better go. Or else, again, this whole message of the offseason, like they're going to make a splash and they're going to add. The last couple of days, I'm feeling worse about that. They're comfortable with what they've got. We have enough. Let's change the coaching staff. I don't agree with that. Uh, they had to change the coaching staff. Fine. But you have enough? You don't have enough? And you should be thinking about attacking through the draft and free agency both. And I wonder if they're thinking about either one. 617-779-7937. We can get to the Patriots and their wide receiver group, which is something if they were in Indianapolis, they could be scouting. We've got enough. And, and maybe going to go get at pick number 14 or hell, maybe trade up for one. I have no idea. But the wide receiver group, does it need an overhaul? Or again, do they have enough there and they can just add to it? Uh, Again, we'll get to your feedback on that. Plus a very interesting survey out from the NFL Players Association about all the organizations in the league, including the Patriots, who did not grade out well, according to their very own players. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. 
Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Get to it next. This is Jones and Mego. You're Dr. Doom. I am. I'm also Dr. Don Overton. And W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Should they be in the compliment issue or should they be in the substitute uh, issue? I mean, that's that's kind of the the predicament that you're in. I think you want the best one available, and I don't think there's anybody that's, in my opinion, that's dominant or good enough in that group that you would you would have to play off of their skill set. I think you just want the best one. I look at if you're looking for high volume, you know, catches and and productivity. You know, you can make a case for Jackson Smith and Jigba because he's just got a really good feel. He works really good in the middle of the field. We know the success they've had with guys like that. So um, that one, you know, I, I could see making sense to me. I just would want the best overall guy. And that's, in my opinion, is Jordan Addison, you know, just because I think he's a complete route runner. I think he gives you burst and explosiveness, make plays over the top. And I think he's got outstanding hands. That to me would be the place that I would go. But yeah, I, you know, it's one thing if you've got, you've got a premier A1 level player and you're like, okay, we got to find this, the, the compliment to this. It's like, I don't know. It's sub- Substitutes okay there as well. You need to find the best guy. So that's Daniel Jeremiah on the next Pats podcast with Phil Perry. Phil asked him, what receivers in this draft complement the Patriots receiver group? And he's like, who cares about this receiver group? Daniel Jeremiah is like, start from scratch. Compliment? Overhaul the thing. Blow it up. Why am I complimenting what the Patriots have? And that pushes back on Tom Curran and anyone else who thinks the Patriots have enough at wide receiver or on their roster. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah looks at it and goes, no, 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 why don't you go get yourself a stud at 14? Don't compliment the group. we got enough. Overhaul the group. And I'm not shooting the messenger with Tom Curran. He's passing along what he's hearing. And again, we'll talk to him about 24 hours from now, tomorrow at 3.30. It's Jones and Mego with Arcan, 617-779-7937. The Patriots need an overhaul at that spot, right? I know, I know you think you like some of the pieces they have in getting back to the 2021 level, right? I like Kendrick Bourne. I think Kendrick Bourne has a lot more than he showed in 2022 and I know who he was in 21. I, know I think Henry's the team not, really likes him, too. Henry's a pass catcher. He's yeah, not, he's not yeah. a receiver. I understand it, but, but... He's a pass catcher. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. His teammates don't like him? Who? Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne? Bourne? No, I didn't say that. Oh, no, I, I thought the team, like the, the coaching staff. Oh, the team. The team. Yeah, well, those guys might be going to Denver. I misunderstood. So. Mi- no, no, no. I misunderstood. I thought. I thought he was saying. I thought he was saying teammates. No, no, I'm no. sorry. I, I thought Bill doesn't like. I him. thought we had a uh, uh, another uh, interesting uh, item there. But no. So you're higher on what they have, I think, than I am. But do they need to? Overhaul I'm not the high group? on what they have, though. I mean, look, Tyquan Thornton. He's just coming off a rookie year and with a coach who usually doesn't even play rookies, which should tell you where they were with this group last year. Yep. That they the first game that he was available. To come off an injury, they just tossed him in there. Like, we'll see if he turns into anything. But I don't think, you know, Jacoby Myers looks like he may be too expensive to hold on to if you're going to even get a complimentary piece. So I look at it and I go, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't look up to snuff. I mean, they're they're in position, and who knows how the draft is going to go. But, you know, I, I look at plenty of mock drafts and just the idea where people can go. They're right around where the first receivers are expected to go off the board. And again, you don't have to draft one. Like, you can go get one in free agency. I just thought this was an interesting answer from Daniel Jeremiah about their receiver group. And I'd be totally fine trading for T. Higgins. Oh, whoops. 
He's probably not available. Go get your own. Keenan Allen. Oh, whoops. Sounds like he's not available. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is one that uh, it came out again in Arizona. It sounds like there's a good chance he could be available. So, like, go make a trade. I'm fine with making a trade. It doesn't have to be a receiver. Absolutely. But at 14, they're going to be sitting there at the front end of where teams are getting in line to take a receiver. You, you might, don't, you you might don't have, have to trade up to get one of the blue chips well, in the top 10. You you might have your pick of the litter at 14 is the point. Like, maybe you have to move to 10, but you don't have to go far. You're right there for the number one receiver in the draft, and I don't think there is a consensus number one receiver in the draft. He talks about Smith and Jigba there from Ohio State who missed the whole year, but the last year he played, he was their most dominant statistical receiver over Chris Olave, who was great last year, over Garrett Wilson, who was great last year, meaning in the NFL for the Saints and, and Jets respectively. He was, he was arguably their best target when all three of them were on the field two years ago. Uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU. Uh, Jordan Addison, who we mentioned there, his personal preference, from USC. I'm missing another one in there, I think. Maybe Zay Flowers from BC yep. is part of that group. Like, you're going to have your pick of the litter, whoever you want. So they have an opportunity to overhaul the receiver room. Do they understand they have to overhaul it? Do they understand they have to upgrade it? Or are they looking to complement it? I don't know the answer, but my fear is they're just going to look to complement it, which is scary. Yeah. And I, look, if you have Jacoby Myers walking out of town, then are you are you really just looking at... We haven't mentioned Devontae Parker because, I mean, he was injured last year and he does one thing. That's the thing. is like you don't even have the positions that have traditionally been i wouldn't say cornerstones but important pieces of the offense that you seemingly are going to run with bill o'brien you don't have the pass catching back you don't have the slot receiver are you so i'm I'm not sure like can you specifically find those guys in the draft and get them out on the field this year you don't have them on your roster as it stands right now so i don't understand how you look at that and you go we're good like what are you going to run you tell me, Patriots fans, do they have enough? I mean, Bill's skipping the combine, it sounds like, and he should be there. He better be there. Hopefully he shows up late. Do they have enough at receiver? Do they need more at receiver? And are we talking a complimentary piece, or are we talking an overhaul, a big ticket, like drafting one at 14, or like making a big move via, you know, the trade market? 617-779-7937. Arkham, my fear is that they don't, they don't realize what they need to do at that spot because Bill is still living in 1991 <laughs> or 1999 or whatever, you know, he's still not caught up on the modern-day NFL and how important receivers are. Yeah, I think that's very true, and I think that right now, if nothing happens, I mean, if they go into the season with the wide receiver room they have now, then you're talking about Tyquan Thornton being a major part of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, gross. You have Parker, Thornton, uh, we'll see what happens with Aguilar and Bourne, but that's basically, I mean, it's three guys. Like, you really don't even have enough bodies right now to field a decent wide receiver room. You need to you need to add to that, and I'm not sure if going in the draft is the way to go about it just because I don't know if it's this team's just bad at drafting wide receivers or if young wide receivers don't do well in this system. It they could don't. be maybe a combination of that. They obviously suck at drafting wideouts, but, uh, you know, you talk about, like, complementing the offense. When you had Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski bringing in a lot of different guys could complement those two. It's a great tight end, and it's a great slot receiver. You bring in guys who can sort of complement great players. You don't have anything close to a great player in this offense. No. On, at any position. I mean, really, like, in, in the in the position play, obviously on the O-line, there's, there's better guys, but you don't have a great player there that you complement with a draft pick or something. You need to bring in that guy and then have other people complement him. So I, I saw the Slade Bolden news yesterday, and I was like, I, do I care about Slade Bolden? I really don't. 
And then the more I think about it, the more I think this is also a really bad sign. Tom Curran was asked about Slade Bolden. And if you're unfamiliar with him, I don't blame you. He was like Max Little slot receiver at Alabama, which means his he also roommate. played. He, was, were they roommates? They were roommates in college. They're like, it's like his best friend. Great. It's Max Little Buddy. Good. Let's bring him in. Uh, you know, he wasn't very productive at Alabama. He wasn't very good. He wasn't drafted last year, but he did play for Bill O'Brien at Alabama, and he's Max Little Buddy. Here is Tom Curran yesterday on Gresham Fourier. Last year, Slade Bolden, who the Patriots visited with today, was coming out of Alabama. And he had all the attributes that Hunter Renfro had, Danny Amendola had, Julian Edelman had. And it went beyond just the general uh, pigment of their skin. He was a slot. He was quick. He had great rapport with Mac Jones at Alabama. He worked under Bill O'Brien. And the Patriots have missed a sudden game-changing wide out in the short area. I think you look at Braxton Berrios, who went to the New York Jets. He could have really filled that void over the last couple of years. He's been fine with the Jets. But the Patriots don't have that guy. Jacoby Myers is a little bit miscast, in my estimation, as a true slot. Slade Bolden, the Patriots worked him out today. He's got a huge background with Mac Jones. If you go ahead and sign a, a player like that, you then allow yourself at 14 to look at some of the longer, taller players, and it might eliminate that need to look at Jackson Smith and Jigba from uh, Ohio State or Zay Flowers from Boston College, who are similar-sized slot receivers, probably better than Slade Bolden by everybody's account, but he can replicate to a degree what you are missing in your offense. Okay. No, 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 no. Get the better guy. Right. That's all it is. No, it's just, that's crazy. If Zay Flowers is better, go get the better guy in the draft. That is crazy crazy logic and again not shooting the messenger with tom curran but if that's how the patriots are my fear is that's how they're looking at it wait for tomorrow probably they're exactly they're looking at it exactly like that like tom is saying it that way then it's probably how they're looking at it slade bolden is the slot receiver so now we don't need to look at them at 14 what was the guy even in the league last year he wasn't drafted he was injured he had a uh, hernia he wasn't good like he, compared he had him, a hernia. He compared him to Braxton Berrios. Oh, so he's also injured. Great. No, but I've been no, saying. No, it's not anymore. It's repaired. Right. But he wasn't, he's even that, off he wasn't even that good at Alabama. The Alabama had good receivers. He wasn't that good at Alabama. Braxton Berrios was good in college. He wasn't. Slade Bolden wasn't that good. He's just Mac's little buddy. So now you're bringing him into a P's Mac, or you're bringing him into what? Uh, fix your receiver. Slade Bolden doesn't fix your receiver room. He's a body in camp that maybe sneaks his way onto the team. I bet this is how the Patriots look at it, and that is maddening. That's infuriating. That's how they look at it. You need T. Higgins, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, the equivalent of A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, guys who moved last year. That's what you need. You need the equivalent of that. And they look at it and go, Slay Bolden, he's a compliment to our room, which sucks. The wide receiver room sucks. That probably is how they look at it, and that is horrifying. That's insulting. That's their problem. They don't get it and i don't think they're ever going to get it when it comes to receivers they worked him out last year so what could they possibly learn differently this year compared to last year considering no that he was injured last year during during the regular season unless it's hey we can get him at bargain yeah at basement bargain well, value what could he possibly have cost last year he's just and he, there's no risk here you know what at it is. this point there's no risk i wonder because the free agents that are probably going to leave new england on offense appear to be Jacoby Myers and Damian Harris, who are Mac Jones' best friends. 
And this year yeah. is all about making it the best situation possible. It's an olive for branch to Mac. It's a hundred percent what it is. So ideally, you're looking to bring in Slade Bolden to be that next good slot receiver for the Patriots, correct? Yeah. If you look at his uh, draft info, his strengths and weaknesses, the number one weakness lift, listed for Slade Bolden: below average suddenness from the slot. Right. Perfect. Right. So, like, again, if they brought, I don't want to make a big deal out of Slade Bolden. This is what it represents. Like, if Slade Bolden is on the team in camp, fine. You give him a spot at making the roster. Yeah, that, but who else? You can right. also draft the good one at 14. Right. Exactly. Spends like, too much draft? time and energy with stutter stuff. But, like, don't you, don't you believe that's how they look at it? They go, ah, Slade Bolden, we're fine at receiver now. Any like, other team is drafting at 14 and going and getting DeAndre Hopkins. Catch radius is very limited. I, I'm guessing that's how they look at it. They this go, is like, okay, uh, we can get him at the lowest possible price ever. We worked him out last year. We weren't impressed enough to actually draft him or, you know, take him undrafted. And now we can get him at the lowest possible price ever. Yeah. Oh, he has experience as a punt returner. Again, that, I, just, I bet that's how Perfect. they look at it, which is just maddening. That's maddening that they're just like, yeah, he'll fix our room. The guy who wasn't playing last year and wasn't drafted and wasn't even that good when he did play at Alabama. 617-779-7937. You can jump in on the Patriots. Do they get it at wide receiver? Are they going to do the overhaul? We, I think as a show, all want them to do. Or are they just going to paper it over and bring in, you know, more complimentary pieces to what they already have, which isn't enough? Again, 617-779-7937. Uh, this NFLPA survey that's out, and it's picked up a lot of steam with the beat writers, is interesting. And I think we've all kind of been reading through it in the last break or mm-hmm. two. The NFLPA put out a survey of, you know, the entire body of players throughout the league, all 32 teams. And they asked them to grade all the teams on a variety of different categories. Treatment of families, food service and nutrition, on the weight rooms, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, team travel, right? So eight different categories. And the teams were graded individually in all those categories. They were graded overall, like there was a combined grade overall. Overall, the Patriots come in 24th in terms of how they treat their players effectively. You know, not on a person-to-person basis, but how well they take care of their players with facilities and spending on them and, you know, championing them when it comes to what they offer up to these players, right? 24th, which is last in the division. Our buddy Matt tweeted this survey to me like an hour ago and also gave me a nice breakdown here, so I didn't have to look it up. Miami is second overall in the NFL, in your division. Buffalo's ninth, so two top 10 teams. The Jets are 19. The Patriots are twenty-four. You're in the bottom quarter of the NFL when it comes to treating your players. What jumped out here, uh, or how you treat your players, rather? What jumped out, Mego? Uh, the things that jumped out to me were it's overall pretty damning of Gillette as facilities, talking about the weight room being run down in need of an overhaul, things at the building being old, the locker room, uh, which is interesting given that uh, Robert Kraft is spending so much to make the experience for corporate partners and uh, ostensibly for fans better, but the focus is on the freaking lighthouse. New lighthouse, yep. Yeah. Like, are they getting a new weight room? Are oh, they, we, are they updating the locker room? I would hope. I don't or know that. Or is it the lighthouse? I don't know it's that. the lighthouse. I'd have, to go back and, I'd have to go back and look at what they're actually upgrading, but we know the lighthouse is. We know they're upgrading the scoreboard and everything else. I would hope they're getting a new locker room, uh, a new weight room, rather. Uh, overview, the Patriots ranked 24th in our team guide from the NFLPA. The players' respondents' feedback from our survey, described the club's facility as old, dated, and in need of renovation. 
dated just means it's dumpy. Like yeah. dated is another way of saying this is dumpy. Yeah, it's, it's gross. You need to tear up the flooring. It's old. The staffing of the current facilities was also flagged as an issue in need of improvement, specifically in the weight room and training room. The player respondents indicated the facilities and operations that the Patriots can use a refresh. Given the results, it's understandable that only 64% of players, and this is, I think, the most damning part, it's understandable only 64% of players believe club owner Robert Kraft is willing to spend the money necessary for upgrades, ranking 26th in this category. Now, again, maybe these new upgrades are addressing just that, but the players... Have you seen that? The players don't believe... In the Gillette upgrades? No, I haven't. But I haven't looked all that closely at it. I just saw, I have. I just saw the uh, I just saw the lighthouse and got lighthouse envy. That's all I saw. There's a lighthouse. There's a big screen, and there's a new area for you to host corporate events. Well, you excited. And you brought this up to me off the air, Mego. But I know there's an incident from last year that jumped out to you when you you heard this. Uh, an incident related to Bill Belichick when they were in Vegas. Oh yeah, we were making so much fun of this on air. Oh yeah. When Bill was out uh, at joint practices in Vegas, and he kept multiple times talking about how it was like the Taj Mahal out there. Yeah. So I think that Bill is also feeling a little, feeling the dumpiness around July. So these here are incredible. Um, this is a, the Taj Mahal of a football um, facility. Okay. Meanwhile, Robert Kraft is adding to his scoreboard and adding to his lighthouse and everything else. And oh, by the way, and this is separate, we're not talking about facility upgrades, but we are talking about money they're spending elsewhere to upgrade the stadium. Um all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, they're they're good, and they're not going to make a big splash, and we have enough. All of a sudden, that's the message coming out of Gillette. So I do think they all tie together, and if nothing else, it's just another bad look for the Patriots. It's like, when you're winning, do we really care about the, the locker room? Is that going to be a big talker? No. You know, when you're winning, do we really care about how they're drafting? We'll talk about it, but... If Brady's overcoming everything, who really cares at the end of the day, meaning the fans, right? We'll poke at it. We'll pick at it here and there. But among the fans, who really cares? Now all these things really do rear their ugly head. They really do. And it's just another bad look for the Patriots where players look at it and go, yeah, it's, they're kind of, they're not, they're not going all out for their players. Like other organizations are around the league. They're yeah. 24th out of 32. College facilities, I mean, are described as better than that. You've heard you've heard players come in and say that, yeah, you know, we had over at uh, wherever is nicer than this. And listen, I mean, this is a this is kind of an old arena at this point. You know, it's an old stadium. We're talking uh, 20 years here. Oh, two? Right. Yeah, oh, two, oh, three. Like, we're, we're talking about uh, certainly not state-of-the-art anymore. I mean, it's not Arrowhead, which opened in the 70s, but we're talking about now one of the older stadiums. I mean, this is just sort of what happens. And rather than make the renovations that make the experience a little bit better, it's sort of all, you know, aesthetic stuff. Which... They're... Oh, sorry. They're, they're one of 11 teams that don't offer daycare at the stadium. So one of only 11. They're one of only 14 teams that don't offer a family room at the stadium. So when asked about family support, the Patriots did not grade out there well either. Take so it's like, that's just rough. Again, it's just, but it's just like all these amenities that other teams might do, the Patriots aren't going the extra mile, according to players. I'm just picturing survey. a bunch of kids running around crazy the whole time because there's no daycare. <laughs> the Ooh, weird one? Maddie P, we have a new job. For yep. <laughs> yep. We're chasing around kids. I'll gather around kids, putting patch. <laughs> The weird one is the We're going to Red Robin. <laughs> I'm the Robin. <laughs> uh, the weird one is the travel. They rank 25th for travel, said 54% of players feel like they have enough room to spread out, so only about half. They don't have roommates on the road. Okay, good. And the seats are all bigger than standard coach seats. They have their own plane. 
What I, do I, how are they that, having any issues with travel? That baffled me, too. Now, again, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they own their own planes, but maybe what other teams charter are nicer. Maybe when you're when when you're chartering new planes, you can you can have new planes and not the planes the Patriots. Own. I have no idea. Ironically, that, any guesses who the worst travel team in football is? Mego, Commanders. It would be the Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Well, makes I, sense. I mean, Reagan is a wonderful airport. Uh, it's only domestic, but yeah, it's a but great it, airport. It sounds like Snyder's using his yachts and his private jets for of? other purposes. Probably not. They fly in and out of Reagan. Probably I, was not. Say, I, have, I have no idea where they fly in and out of. One uh, of seven teams that don't offer any of their players first class seats. No, because they <laughs> practice in Virginia, so I bet you that they fly out of Dulles. They don't. One of six teams that make their young players have roommates. I mean, that's so ridiculous. Again, like I'm not You're saying, a professional athlete. You should not have to have a roommate. I'm on not the road. saying they're the they're the Commanders, but it's just you're getting close. They're closer to the Commanders than they are the Dolphins. Yeah, and so that's the takeaway. It's just again like another kick to the balls here for the organization. Like how bad have you looked in the last three years? Now you're not really taking care of your players, according to the players. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It we'll get, is what it is. We'll get to your feedback. It is Robert. We'll get to your feedback and our triple play next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. It's time for the triple play. And today we got a wager Wednesday. I got three bets here for you. You uh, tell me what you think about them. We'll start with wager numero uno. Number one. Don't get cute. All right. For uh, this one, it's the Celtics minus five in Cleveland. Uh, still getting points on the road. Who do you like in this one, Jones? Celtics or Cavs? Celtics minus five. So I would expect a Celtics answer in this game. I would expect them to, number one, answer from the Knicks game the other night. Number two, they know they've lost to Cleveland twice. They know that people like us are looking at Cleveland as a potential threat. And I I assume they're going to nip this in the bud before it's a problem. It's a little bit of a problem, small P problem. It's something to keep an eye on. If they lose tonight, you've lost the season series to Cleveland. They took the first three, including both games in Boston, and they're a problem. Meaning if you get matched up with them, they're a problem. Big P. But right now, I look at it and go, I'd expect them to take this seriously tonight. Everybody's going to play. Jalen's back in the lineup as far as I know. I know Missoula said that the other night. So I'd expect him to answer the bell. I'd expect him to win by more than five. Yeah, that's it exactly. To me, they're back at full strength. Um, if they lose this game... My fear about where they are sliding to in the Eastern Conference is real, is founded. Right now, it's a concern. It will become a fear. I want to see a response from Jason Tatum now that he has Jalen Brown back out on the floor with him. All right. I'm going to go with the Cavs in this one. I think that uh, if, whether they win the game or not. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Sort of, uh, five points, I feel like, is a lot for them the way they're playing right you're, now. You're Although the Cavs the, haven't been great lately either. But you're taking the points. You're not necessarily yeah. predicting a win. You're taking the points. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the points there. Fair All right. right. Speaking of points, here's wager number two. Number two. Who will score more points tonight? Jason Tatum, who's been cold lately, or Don Mitchell? Don the Don? The I'm, Don. Can I start? I'm yes, going with Donovan sure. Mitchell. He is averaging seven, uh, seven, 27 a game, which is less than Tatum, even with Tatum's recent slide. Um, but he's been really good against Boston this season, as you noted. They won the two games at Boston at the beginning of the season. He had 41 points early in the season. And they're coming off a couple days rest compared to Boston. They played Toronto on the 26th. So they have a couple days rest, fresh legs. I'm going with Donovan Mitchell here. Yeah, I, I go Tatum for the same reason I said earlier. I think the Celtics have a big answer. I think the Celtics are ready for Cleveland tonight. Those games early on in the year, remember where the, the first one fell? 
They lost back-to-back games early to Chicago and Cleveland, I think, is where the first one fell. It's an overtime game in Cleveland. I don't think the Celtics knew what Cleveland was going to be necessarily. They played them again less than a week later. doesn't mean they don't count, but just I think now the Cavs have the Celtics' attention. I'm assuming Tatum, after getting a good night's sleep in his bed, Hmm. is going to shoot the basketball well and answer tonight. Home-cooked meal? Yeah. If he doesn't, this is going to be a problem, similar to what I said about Cleveland. If Cleveland wins tonight, big P problem. If Tatum's, you know, uh, struggles continue beyond just these three games that we've been talking about, that's another big problem. It's a growing trend. It's a larger trend. He can't blame not sleeping in his bed anymore. He probably will have to blame his wrist. That's been bothering him. But no, tonight, I expect Tatum to score. I expect the Celtics to win. And I expect tomorrow we come in and people go, oh, I thought the Cavs were good, Jones. Oh, I thought they had to worry about the Cavs. That's what I would expect tomorrow. And I think Tatum will show... Uh, show out rather individually against Donovan Mitchell tonight. I do think he's gotten up for most of these games. Like with top-level players on the other side, I'm not saying every single game, but with top-level players on the other side, he's tended to get up for those. Hasn't gotten up for an Orlando Magic game yet this year. No, those those are the games that he doesn't necessarily show up for. No, he does not. All right, let's go to wager number three. Number three. All right, you may have seen reports that Jeff Bezos is real horny to buy the Commanders. They're uh, <laughs> not maybe going to do uh, there it. There were those reports earlier. Too, there's reports the of that part. in other uh, areas of That's his life as well. Very um, true. Uh, there's also rumors that Snyder doesn't want him to. Maybe he'll unload the Washington Post to do it. I'm also reading reports here that he may be interested in buying the Seattle Seahawks. Here's your question straight up. Will Jeff Bezos purchase an NFL team, yes or no? Jones? Yes, and it's going to be the Commanders. I think the whole game that Dan Snyder is playing is a leverage play. I just think he's saying, I won't sell to Jeff Bezos. Uh, he's not in the running. Everybody, Tillman Fertitta and everybody else, they can put their bids in. But Jeff Bezos, I'm not selling to him. I don't believe that for a second. If Snyder's actually going to sell the team, he wants to go to the highest bidder. And I think Snyder's going to have his hand forced on selling the team. It's on the, the owner's docket for their conversation. I forget if it's today or later on this week at the Combine, but when the owners all get together, it's on the docket for their next meeting about the future of Dan Snyder and the future of the Washington Commanders. I think he's going to be forced to sell this team. He should be forced to sell this team by his fellow owners. I'm sure they're petrified of what he'll say if if they force him to sell his team because he must know lots about them that they don't want shared, but I think he's going to be forced to sell the team, and I think when he does, it's going to go to the highest bidder, obviously, and that's Bezos. So I think, yes, he'll own a team, and yes, it will be Washington. I'm not going to step on the commander side of this too much because there is a Meg-splaining coming up. Oh. Finally going to talk about it. It's a commander-related Meg-splaining. commander-related. But Ooh. Bezos, he's also... I love he's, Meg-splaining, okay. He's under 60. He's rich as hell. And so, yeah, if it's not the Commanders, it's going to be another team. He's going to, if anyone's going to buy one of these teams, it's going to be him. Like, we're not putting a timestamp on this, right? Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't say we are. Yeah, okay, nah, don't change triple the question. Point, triple, yeah. play, triple play is not binding like Bet Roulette is binding. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 these are just, you just throw these out there. There's no track record of these blowing up on you. I he don't doesn't think. have to do it within, like, the decade or right. anything, just so whenever, I, if he ever does it. So I hadn't seen, he's being linked to Seattle now. Uh, yes. I had not seen that. There was a report that uh, with the commander thing falls through, he's going to make a push for Seattle. I'll see if I can pull it up here. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something he's into now. Uh, NFL World reacts to Bezos Seahawks news. Yeah, okay, so I, I'll try and find exactly where it came from. I think it was... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was, was just... Breer. Breer said Bezos would be as interested, if not more so, in owning the Seahawks as he would be the commanders. Okay. So, so again, Paul lo- Allen's sister owns the Seahawks right yeah, now? Yeah, well, when he passed away, I think she, uh, she took it over, okay. I believe. 
617-779-7937. Paulie and Dedham's waiting very patiently. Go ahead, Paulie. Hey, what's happening, boys? There's Paulie. Paulie in the truck. I, I was going to say, I was saying this is this is interesting. Go ahead, Paulie. Yeah, well, that's my original. My original handle was Paulie and Dunham. Of course, Go ahead. That's right, I was named Caller of the Year. Was from that handle one back in two thousand five, Jones. I've heard. And you were still in diapers, my good friend. I was. <laughs> anyway, um, I like uh, I trade Mac Jones and get out to uh, to Vegas. Tell Josh McDaniels, convince him, Josh. You are the Mac Jones quarterback whisperer. You can make this guy a top ten quarterback. We know you can. You know you can. I'm going to need that number seven pick. I don't. I don't know that Josh knows that he can. Uh, Mac for the seven pick. I'd do in a heartbeat. I'd trade Mac for a second round pick. We've talked about this before. Maybe the Raiders are interested. Maybe not. But yeah, if you can get the seventh pick for Mac Jones, you'd do that. I don't. You know I wouldn't. Oh yeah, that's Not true. No, you you, you know want, I wouldn't. You want the offensive. You're trying weapon. to catch me in an Arcan nope. style flip flop. No, 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 nope, you're right. I saw you were setting traps. Nope, you said you wanted like a like a, a player who could impact the offense. That's all you would trade Mac for. Arcan for number seven, duh. Um, for Mac Jones, yeah, I'd do that. Of course, that. yeah, of course. Like I, that to me is a, a no brainer. Right. Go you, get yourself a little, you have another higher, little Hobbit quarterback. You like have you like and you have down. higher standards, but you know that's that's fine. At seven, yeah. If you have seven and fourteen, maybe you can really go up there and get Five, a real quarterback. Ten and three quarters. Go to number one and get the quarterback you want. Pull those picks together. So yeah, that that to me is a no brainer. Of course, I trade. Of course, I trade Mac Jones. Like the big issue is you got to get your quarterback figured out. That's what we say about every other team in the NFL. Also, you're not going to get that pick. Back. No, you definitely won't. But like. I don't know. That's what we say about every other team in the NFL. I don't know why we don't say it about this one. Like, that, like you should get your quarterback straightened out. 617-779-7937. We'll get back to the Bruins here coming up in just a little bit. Linus Allmark with a huge night. Uh, we have some thoughts on it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.